you know, guys that I think don't really have quite as solid of a record or resume as me, you know, some guys that maybe have taken the easier path, uh, go and, you know, get a, an opportunity that I really, really feel I deserve um, is a little frustrating. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Let's kick it off with, um, man, this fight coming up July 14th. Major fight, man. Cage Fury featherweight title. You know, when you look at this opportunity and you look at the, 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 the state of your career at this point, what does this opportunity mean? I'd say that as far as like moving ahead goes, the, the only thing that I could do to, to genuinely move up or progress or to, you know, promote, like go beyond where I'm at is to be in the UFC. Because right now I feel like I'm at the top of the hill for, for CFFC and rightfully so that I'm champion. Um, so I'll say that some of the pressure's off on this one in the sense of uh, expectations are on my side. I'd say all the other fights that I had, I was supposed to be kind of the B-side role or the guy that, you know, some people would predict to lose. Um, I'd say Frank Wells was a little more even, but but this one I'd for sure say that the major consensus is that I'm going to be the winner. Um, so I don't feel pressure in that sense, but I know that uh, winning isn't enough in this one, that I'm really supposed to put a stamp on it and, and you know, do what I haven't done before. Obviously, we've kind of been regurgitating like, oh, this is the fight, Jose. This is the one that's going to push you over the edge and get you in the UFC didn't happen. Oh, no, no. Now this one, this one's the fight that's going to push you over the edge and, and get you in the UFC. And, and, uh, I think I just got to do something that I haven't done. You know, I I've been, uh, making wars out of fights that didn't necessarily need to be wars and kind of meeting people at what they're best at, like kickboxing guys like Frank Wells, and then wrestling a lot with like a guy like Capaldo or, you know, guys that on paper should beat me in those facets. I, I didn't just aim to beat them. I aimed to beat them where they were best and really like dominantly win, not just use my jiu-jitsu to get that victory and edge something out. But it's good to go in there and, and, you know, test your skills, so to say, on on those aspects, because it's better, you know, on the regional scene rather than go to the major promotion and then get stuck on the bottom for 15 minutes or something. You know what I mean? That's not, not, not in your favor. Yeah. I mean, uh, be put in a situation where I'm forced to use those things. Like I've basically, you know, had I just fought tomato cans and submitted everybody in the first round or the first three minutes, kind of how the beginning of my career went by now, I, I would have some growing pains when I got to the UFC because I would be eventually put into a situation where I was forced to use those weapons, you know, use my hands or something that I hadn't done up until that point. But, but since I took it upon myself, like you said, to do it on the regional scene, to do it against guys to where like, uh, whenever I was in a hairy situation with Capaldo or Wells, I knew that I was going to bail and, and go to my comfort, but, uh, but it was good to do it in a situation where I wasn't like obligated. Like I'm now you're forced to use your hands. You have no other choice. You know, you're facing Chris Fassell. He, what are your thoughts on him in, in the matchup? Um, nothing negative. Honestly, uh, I'd say he hasn't been getting his shine. That's kind of what I've been re- repeating to everybody. He hasn't really been getting as much shine as he should because he's been fighting guys that were a little bit more popular in the circuit that we're fighting in, um, you know, more well-known names, training at bigger gyms. Um, so he hasn't really been getting a shine. But every time that he goes out, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the underdog. So I've always actually been like a Chris Vassell fan and, and, and been like 
cheering for him. In my household, we were Chris Vassell fans. We One thing we need to know is, you might not know it, but he has these weird, like, uh, tally mark tattoos on his back. I don't know if it's, like, wins and losses, but we did the math on that, and that doesn't add up. But, uh, no, we need to we need to figure out what that is. But regardless, Chris Vassell is a solid fighter. He's a good fighter. And, and my repeating statement has been, great fighters beat good fighters. And, and I'm right now starting to kind of figure out where I fit in the food chain. And, uh, and I believe that I'm a great fighter and, and that I can beat guys, you know, without flaws. You guys have a, a couple common opponents and in particular, Frank Wells. What did you think of how Vassal's performance, what did you think of his performance against Wells compared to yours? Um, I think that he had a little bit more, Again, I don't have to take anything away from my opponents to know that, that I'm better, but Wells is good. He's good, particularly at the kickboxing, which uh, is should be obvious for anyone who actually knows him. Um, I tried to match him in the kickboxing. You know, like I said, it's not something I had to do, but it's something that I was just compelled to do because that's just who I am in nature. Um, Vassal matched him too. I think he dealt with a little bit more of uh, an issue with the range just because of a height difference, but uh, I think Vassal did well in the stand-up. I would say that Wells was beating him majority of the fight, and uh, that knee was the only knee he threw in the fight. So, I mean, I think that that was like, uh, not to say luck, but it's just not something that I could see him repeating. You know, it was the only knee he threw in the fight. It was the first knee he threw in the fight. It's the only one he ended up needing to throw in the fight. Um, it's just kind of uh, one of those things where he went into it, he got his knockout, and I'm sure now he's on a, a real career high. You know, guys get that when they they get a knockout. They think that they have the death touch or something. Um, kind of go into the next fight a little overconfident. And I think that a mixture of that, as well as like my title, I think uh, those things kind of enticed Chris Vassal to take a fight that he normally wouldn't take. And I think that just in regards to what I've seen in his fights versus, you know, similar opponents that I fought and, and what I've done, I just feel that, uh, that he bit off more than he could chew with this one. Your last fight against Wells, you, know, you captured the title. How was that experience getting that that belt finally wrapped around your waist? Um, I'd say the second uh, we kind of were going through COVID when I was starting my pro career, so so like it was kind of a scramble. Like my pro career didn't start when it was supposed to. And we just kind of kept like we're gonna do this show, and then it would get canceled. This show we're gonna get canceled. And then when I seen CFFC, uh, I was kind of like thinking I wasn't really going to fight in it. I figured it was going to fall through. And then three weeks before my coach reminded me like, Hey, that's, that's still going through. So I watched on UFC fight pass and I seen the bright lights and all that stuff. And I kind of knew once I got there, they're like, all right, I, I want to stick around here. This place is, it's pretty cool. I, I watched Pat Sabatini fight who was uh, getting the title like the night that I started my pro career. And uh, I knew that that was like, uh, not end goal because end goal is obviously going to be the UFC, PFL, you know, those major organizations. Um, but, but that's definitely like a, a big milestone that I had like pictured in my mind beforehand. I knew that that's some, like something I wanted to do along the way, just because uh, I kind of rushed through my amateur career. So I wasn't like one of those guys that had 15 fights as an amateur and had like seven titles, you know, um, I've just been doing this since I was a kid and everyone's always called me a champion. That's just naturally what they called me even before I had anything. So um, I just knew it was something I had to do. It was something that was like destined for me to do to finally become like a champion to some degree, you know, 
just a mile marker along the way, but but something important to me nonetheless, something I had to do. You mentioned turning pro in 2020 during the pandemic. You know, when you look back at that time, how wild was that? You know, what I mean, just going through that as a fighter. Man, so so if you don't know my story, I I had uh, did my amateur career, and then I had some kids, and I had taken uh, there was a three year gap. I, it was about two and a half when I tried to get back into it, but like we said, COVID kind of put a stamp on that. Um, I so I'd taken that little break, and I was like. Uh, like I missed it. I could tell that I really, really missed it. And then I had gotten back into it and then I was ready. I had trained for like a year and a half before I was ready to go pro again or to, to start fighting again, which I was going to turn pro. And, uh, and then COVID happened and, and the fights just kept getting canceled, kept getting canceled, kept getting canceled. I'm telling you, I got like depressed. I'm like, uh, this is like a punishment. I, I took this time off, stepped away and I took it for granted when I had it. And then when I finally got back and, and was ready to like, you know, get back on the saddle and actually get a fight. It was like, nope, it was being pulled away from me. And I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, uh, like basically if you weren't in the UFC, I was thinking like, that's it. Like if you weren't in the UFC or don't know somebody that can get you in the UFC, you'll never be able to fight to even earn your opportunity. Like my, my dream's gone. I was, I was, it was crazy. I was depressed for a minute super worried about like MMA as a whole. Well, Man, you won back-to-back fights that year, and then in 2021, you had a big year as well, four and one. What were some of the learning lessons from 2021 for you? Um, so, I think uh, 2021 was I had finished everybody like as my in my amateur career really easily with jujitsu. You know, getting opponents like in my local area was tough. So a lot of the guys that filled in were were not the greatest, and it was just kind of who we could get. Uh, so turning pro, I didn't really have that problem, but uh, no one saw me coming. And, you know, no one, you know, you're saying you're good is one thing, but actually showing it and being able to finish guys is a whole nother. And uh, jujitsu started working and doing what it was going to do, you know, and I was out grappling people and getting the finish pretty easy, you know, like uh, early on in the fights. And I'd say 2021 was when I finally realized like how important pacing is and, and the general idea of experience. Like, that's something I preach like big time. Um, every single fight I say, I set it after qualify. Every fight like changes me. I go in one fighter, I come out another. And, and that's like in the sense of experience, like confidence in myself. And, uh, and really like if I had to like epitomize what it is, it's learning to like, I know that I can count on myself because now I've been in those funky situations where my back was against the wall or where I was exhausted or I was cut open or, or anything or, you know, maybe behind in the scorecards or I knew I needed to finish. Like I've been in those situations now and that was all in 2021, 2022 kind of as a whole, because that was just one run. Um, I just learned to count on myself. I, I, I know that I can depend on myself, you know, when the going gets tough. The Deandre Anderson fight. How did that, you know, result impact you? Um, I'd say going into it, I had, a like a different idea of what I was doing. Like, uh, I kind of underestimated how dangerous things were. I like, uh, I don't know. I knew it was a game of chaos. I knew it was a game of chance. Like it, anyone who watches fighting knows that like if two fighters were to fight 10 times, the better fighter isn't necessarily going to win 10 out of 10 times. You know, it, being the better fighter just means you might win six out of 10 times, but, or seven out of the 10 times, but you never know what fate might have. You know, you might win nine out of 10 times, but fate would draw that one where you get sat down. Um, it's, I learned to 
not be so nice. Number one, uh, like uh, I've been saying it to myself is sometimes you got to get put to sleep to, to wake up, you know, and, and that fight woke me up in a, in a big way. Um, that fight just kind of showed me what, what, how aggressive I need to be. And on the flip side, it is a game of chance and to, to be able to accept what you can't control, you know? So, I mean, there's an element, like I said, of chance. I can't control that. Uh, but I can't like obsess over that or like, uh, I can't control it. So all I can try to do is train hard. And all that's going to do is, is increase the probability that, that the fight shakes out my way. And then when I go out there and the lights are on me, just accept that something's going to happen. I'm going to have a result. And I think I've just, that's really freed me in the cage, you know, and the, my past few fights, East Alapaz, I was a little worried, but, but Capaldo and Wells was, was really a result of the DeAndre Anderson fight. And those were the most, that was the most fun I've ever had. I've never had that much fun, like doing any sport. Sparring isn't that fun. And normally I'm obsessive and super like nervous in the cage, but those last two fights, I was just having a ball, dude, just doing my thing. It's, it's not normal to say that, you know what I mean? That you have fun in a fight because most people are completely terrified if they got into a situation like that, right? <laughs> it's it's normal society. Like what I always say is um, I approach fights and the, the reason I say it's martial arts is it's self-expression. To say that, you, you know, to say that you don't have uh, jealousy, envy, anger, aggression, to some degree, you would be lying. We all have it in us. It's it's a part of what kind of made humans humans, and now we live in society, and we like to pretend like those things aren't a part of us anymore. Um, they're the undesirable traits, but nonetheless, they're a part of you. Um, under most circumstances, those things and the way I would behave is ugly, disgusting, unacceptable in public. But under this one weird demographic, under these certain lights, those aren't just accepted; they're celebrated. So I can be defiant i can be a shit talker i can be arrogant you know and i can be aggressive and do all those things that i you know we all kind of want to do you know but we do them in our head and and that's just a moment of freedom for me to just really go out and do you know the uglier parts of me you know and and get them out and then i can go back to life and be beautiful again you know earlier in the interview you mentioned that you know you know, people would say like, this fight would be the fight that gets you over the hump. This fight would be the fight that gets you over the hump. You know, and in, in the last fight, you won the title. Everybody says you win a CFFC title. You know, you're going to get the call up. You didn't get the call up. Did you learn a lot of patience throughout the last couple of fights because of this? Oh, man. I wish I learned patience. I, I'd like to, I like to sound like a guru and like I'm learning everything. And I know I'm aware that I should be patient. And you know, how I just said the whole thing about accepting within the fight those things that i cannot control well i learned that in the fight uh i'm waiting for that to transfer over to life for me and that just hasn't happened yet uh i haven't i've been super bitter i've been super jealous and like angry because like a lot of guys that i've had the opportunities to fight or guys that have like actively avoided that challenge with me you know guys that i think don't really have quite as solid of a record or resume as me you know some guys that maybe have taken the easier path uh go and you know get a, an opportunity that i really really feel i deserve um is a little frustrating and uh i'm not dealing with it as as nicely as i w would like to and i'm sure looking back on this and this interview in particular when i'm older i'll be like jose you sounded stupid and i'm aware that i shouldn't be jealous and envious but no man i'm i'm a little frustrated i like don't really know what i need to do to to you know get over this hump and get to the next level i mean uh if Matt, my math is a math, and I was like, Capaldo, 
was at the UFC PI like uh, the same week that he knocked out Chris Vassell. You know, props to him. But then by a stroke of unluck on his side and a stroke of luck on my side, we ended up getting matched up because of misfortune on his end. And I figured that was a clear-cut opportunity for me to show that, that I was at that level. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I thought that I aced that test and kind of answered a lot of questions that I hadn't up to until that point. And uh, I thought that might have been enough. And then the title I figured was going to be the icing on the cake for them. And that wasn't enough. And I'm just like, man, dude, I really uh, don't know what they want. But, uh, but now I guess um, another finish, maybe do it a little more decisively. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. I appreciate the honesty, man. And, uh, you know, those emotions can carry you a long way, you know, keeping that in you. And, uh, you know, sometimes patience is not something that you need. Um, no. With all of that, man. What are you expecting? Like, what type of performance are you expecting in this championship fight? It's a major fight. Um, they say that um, they say that champions get thirty percent better, you know, after just becoming champion, and that's just like kind of a placebo effect. And I, I don't really, I've never experienced that. And then I don't know if I, I, I respect the hell out of CFFC as a promotion and and the belt and all that and uh, what it means to me, but uh. I don't like look at that as like an impact on me. I've always felt like I was the best guy on the roster, even before I had the title. Um, so, but I will say that I feel oddly, oddly comfortable in this fight. Um, I'm not uh, so fixated or obsessive right now. I, I feel really free. I feel really comfortable. Um, I don't get quite as nervous when I put like, I always mentally put myself in that moment and try to like picture myself looking across at the individual that I'm going to fight. Like, visualize you know i try to visualize beforehand because then it just takes the brunt off of it when it's actually happening that's just how i register things so um normally when i do that and i visualize myself across i get this like goosebumps or chills and 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 i I don't have it this fight and and i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing we're definitely going to find out but but something's different and and i've got an eerie feeling that 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 this is just going to be the one where i really just put everything together and and we're I'm as cerebral as I am in the gym, you know, uh, I'm not someone who's super, super physically gifted. Like I'm not a genetic freak. I just, I really know my shit. I'm a really good fighter. I really know what I'm doing. And, uh, I really think that this could be the one where I start to like think clearly, get through that whole fog of, of all the nervous and everything like that, that's involved with fighting and, and be able to see what I want to do and, and execute. July 14th, CFFC 121 main event featherweight title. Jose, thank you so much, man, for the time and uh, all the best in this fight coming up and all the best on the rest of the year, man. Hopefully by the end of it, we'll see you in uh, a major, major promotion. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Making noise, dude. Making waves already. That's the plan.